Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the demilitarized zone, I'll be your supreme leader, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, my co-host and house majority whip, Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, Sean? <laughs> oh, David, David, David. I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? Your disappointment in me, I can feel it. <laughs> there's no the disappointment mic. oh no there's no no there's no disappointment in this i i am like primed on this there is so much stuff i really should have been like supreme leader david 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 how are you doing yeah it's acceptable i'm not gonna like put you in front of a firing squad or anything so don't worry about it it's totally cool <laughs> i mean it's not like we're it's not like we're in some weird military state so moving on, um, I actually, I mean, guys, you know, we normally joke around a lot about these silly cartoons and stuff, but we wanted to change it up a little bit tonight and do something kind of serious. Um, I, I don't want to speak for Sean, but for me, at least, I'm a little concerned about the election cycle that we're currently in. And, you know, we're only a little over a month away from the actual elections themselves. And kind of no matter what happens, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I've got my contingency plans. I'm, I'm looking at other places in the world that maybe... Maybe I move to, maybe I relocate. And, you know, I've got a couple countries I'm thinking about. And I mean, I don't so know. What's, what are your thoughts? So, no, I mean, I think that that's, that's valid. I think it's a responsible choice. Yeah. I think it's a responsible decision. It shows that, you know, in terms of being an adult, that mm-hmm. you're thinking this through. And so I really just have to ask, uh, what's on your short list right now? I mean, I, I think I had it narrowed down to two. Um, okay, great. And they're kind of, I mean, they're kind of on even footing. I think they're All both right. as like realistic and reasonable and like practical for me to go. So one's Canada, obviously, because you know fairly close. Love Canada. Canada is so beautiful. Canada's great, and they've got a cool wall up there, like an ice wall that's been yeah. It's like a magic ice wall that they've had for centuries. From my just like Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's where they got it from, actually. Um, historically, the Canadian ice wall. Um, so that's cool. But Canada doesn't have like the best cartoons. I haven't really found a, a lot of great Canadian cartoons. I mean, let's be honest, we're a podcast that discusses and talks about cartoons, so unless we have a place that is going to have yeah. free, like, have a, a bevy of cartoons and animation studios. You know, I think you convinced me. I think you convinced me. Uh, I'm going to North Korea. That was my, that was kind of my backup. Um, I've heard a lot of great things, and just some of these cartoons that I watch, like, they've really convinced me. It's almost like I feel like my brain has been, like, cleansed, just, like, scrubbed out of, like, all the stupid stuff that I, I kind of grew up thinking about, like my own country, and I feel like it's—I feel like it's just like the place for me. Oh, so you feel like you've got some some refreshed and new thoughts kicking around in your head. It's almost like they took my brain and like submerged it in like a cleansing solution, huh? And then put it back in, and like I'm a like, bleach. Yeah, like a bleach, and then they just dropped it right back into your brain or into your skull. Yeah, right back in that old that old skull bucket. And it just huh. it's it just feels right. I don't know, there's something about maybe it's these cartoons. I mean, I think they did a really good job of uh making me kind of just like super want to go to North Korea. Okay. Is that is that cool? You want to come with? Uh yeah. You know, I'm on board. Oh, I'm on board. I, you know, I, I think that the important thing to to kind of understand it for their, you know, note for tonight yeah. that uh this is probably going to be uh, the last podcast that we do about, you know, just regular cartoons because we are going to be strictly talking about from mm-hmm. now on North Korean cartoons. Which, I mean, let's be honest, our, our show isn't exactly like we don't have the best standards and practices. And after this episode, we are going to have the world's greatest, like lethal levels of standards and practices. Guys, it's going to be it's going to be the most professional thing you've ever seen. 
in terms of, of, of rigor and being able to put ourselves in a position of dominance mm-hmm. on this show, yeah. uh, we are garbage human beings. Yeah. And if we had somebody to be able to kind of really just focus and motivate us, you know, like a Tony Robbins, but like a North Korean version like a, like of like Dennis Tony Rodman Robbins. or something. Right, like a Dennis Rodman, yeah. like, you know, NBA superstar, mm-hmm. Dennis Rod, the, the worm. worm. Yeah. And so, like, if we had somebody like that to be able to kind of focus our efforts, I feel like this show is going to be taken to new levels, new heights. And Sean and I are going to be dressed identical from now on, so that's going to be great for all you people out there who can't see us. Uh, you wouldn't even be able to tell us apart. That's true. Despite the fact that Dave is 6'3", is 6'4", six, six, and I'm just under six foot. Well, so, I've, I mean, I've yeah. talked about it with my uh, potential uh, homestay family in North Korea. I have to be brought down to the national average, which sounds kind of painful, but they've, they've told me it's going to be okay. So All right. I'm going to be about a foot, I think, they'll take off. Not one foot, like a literal foot. Like they'll just just literally take off like one foot. Just one foot. So wait, you're going to be unbalanced? No, that's the national average. Oh. Unbalanced is the new normal. I feel like this is turning into like a weird Harrison Bergeron situation. I don't know what that means. It's a, it's a short story. Don't worry about it. Oh, that was, I don't <laughs> even know what that means, but that pun was great. Oh, thanks. Nicely done. <laughs> so I can enjoy it on one level and smarter people can enjoy it on more. Oh, guys, I make literary humor every once in a while and I'm not super good at it. I, it's, it, I make literary humor as often as I make sports references, which is to say not often at all he's a regular william carlos williams over there uh, <laughs> and i don't even get that but I think the best thing is i think it's great as they both to be fair yeah <laughs> in north korea i will understand these things i will get them yeah because education system is so much better guys we could oh. we could sit here and sing praises of north korea and and all their uh all their fantastic systems all day i feel like we need to bring these cartoons to you and like super clean your brains out and and get you on board with us, and we can all go to North Korea together and enjoy these cartoons. Before we head out on this trip, though, yeah. we should give everybody a little bit of uh, a frame of reference in terms of how we sort of discovered and like sure. what led us down this trip, this particular journey. And so, Dave, you have a story of kind of how these cartoons were introduced to you and sort of how you came into the fold. Yeah, in all seriousness, uh, a guy I used to work with by the name of Alan P., um, I believe his wife is Korean. I believe she's South Korean. And uh, he mentioned, he was like, you know what? I've seen some uh, propaganda cartoons from North Korea. This is when I you know, had told him about our podcast and we, we talked about cartoons for a little bit. And he was like, you've got to check out these propaganda cartoons. Now I have the feeling that he was telling me this because he thought they were like funny and like absurd. I don't think he was trying to recruit me. Um, so I guess it backfired on him because I'm super down to go to North Korea now. But, but thanks, Alan, for turning me on to these. Wow. And then you had a weird kind of circumstance, too, that uh, it was kind of followed up on in your own circle. Yeah, I was, uh, I was in South Jersey, um, and I was drunk at a local bar called Tonewood Brewing. And uh, there was uh, somebody who was wearing, I was wearing a t-shirt that had uh, uh, some cartoons on it. And a gentleman by the name of uh, Joshua R. Uh, began asking me sort of about the cartoons and stuff like that that were on my t-shirt. And we began chatting, and I progressively got more and more drunk and explained to him about the show. And he was like, I'm a, a, like, I believe he was Air Force, or he was a, mm. he's a serviceman um, who was stationed in South Korea. And was like, when I was over there, I watched a bunch of cartoons during that time that were, again, North Korean propaganda cartoons. 
He's like, you should really do those shows. Like, you should see if you can find some of that stuff. Uh, oh, we and I was found like, it. absolutely. I was like, we found it. Oh, and now we we've it. gotten into it. And now we are ready to become North Koreans. Yeah. 100%. And we're going to bring you guys along <sighs> for the ride. All 170 of you. All right. I'm going to drop this ruse. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't go, I can't go I through can't these next like, five anymore. or six. I can't do it. We can't talk about these actual cartoons and pretend that they're like decent. <laughs> that they're awesome. That they're decent or awesome in any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> these things are nuts. We'll give you that. We don't have like our traditional kind of like history or synopsis because we're actually going to revisit, we're going to visit about five or six small to short cartoons, which we have A, no titles for, B, <laughs> no context for other than North Korea propaganda. And see, like, no, um, no good translations for them. No. So, ladies and gents, uh, we have some examples of bad translations, which I will share with you in a minute. But we don't have any, like, actual English translations for the most part. So, we just kind of took what we saw here with pictures and sounds and figured it out as we went. And then a little bit of help from Cracked as well. And we need to say, first and foremost, that we are in no way, shape, or form diplomats. This is not going to be a diplomatic <laughs> no. discussion. This is, this is not Korea. James Franco and Seth Rogen. <laughs> exactly. Podcast. In the interview. Yeah. We are not doing anything. Look, we are no Dennis Rodmans no. in terms of, uh, you know, the, the global political machine, diplomatic yeah. you know, machine that, that processes all this stuff and takes it in. Uh, we all have our own particular thoughts and feelings about North Korea and just how fucking batshit insane they are as a country. I'm going to throw a quick caveat in there and say if 150, 45-ish of our listeners are North Koreans, then I humbly apologize. You can come on over and hang out with us and watch, like, real cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, if you're in North Korea and you're listening to our show... Welcome to the year 2045. How the fuck did you get on the internet? (laughs) How the fuck did you get on the internet, guys? Like, I'm pretty sure that stuff is, is, like, completely locked down for you. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Again, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 95% sure that if you showed me a map of the world that I would be able to point to North Korea. Uh, that, relatively certain. I know it is just slightly north of China. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say north of South Korea. No, no. Come on, dude. <laughs> and I know it's, it's, right, it's right in between there, in between Russia and China and obviously South Korea. I know where that is. Like, I know where all of those things are. Like, I'm smart enough. To have figured that out. I just, I just looked at a map of internet coverage, and when there was a giant gaping black hole, I was like, North Korea. North Korea. Nailed it. God, that makes so much sense. Because some U.S. Americans don't have maps. Anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much to this Cracked article, which we will put up on the site, which, uh, which had a few of these episodes for us. We had to go out and kind of find some more on our own, because... Lo and behold, some of these links were taken down. So, go figure. <laughs> but not enough. Ah, uh, Kim Jong I roll. Just let us watch these cartoons. Just bro. let us watch. We might come visit, settle down. I gotta tell you, all right. This this first cartoon is like we don't have theme songs really either. The theme songs are like the national anthem of North Korea, or just like <laughs> again we don't have the translations, but guaranteed it's just like a patriotic song about North, how great North Korea is, how great the military is, how great their supreme leader is. So let me ask this then. Yeah. If we are getting into this first cartoon for this evening, yeah. which again, we don't have any titles. We're going to have thoughts and feelings and ideas and, about and what general descriptions are. for you to figure and it out. Exactly. So let me ask is, is all of North Korea's theme song, is it all done in terms of Western Pennsylvania polka? Yeah, sung by small children in a choir. What, 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 the, what the fuck is, 
what what Polish background were they just like, we're gonna co-opt and, and just do all polka music to introduce this short, this 10-minute short that we have affectionately titled Homework. Mm-hmm. Yes, Homework. Uh, and so we, we really don't know anything beyond that. Homework, uh, spoiler alert, I call it uh, math equals military might. Oh, Jesus. It's just as bad. I need to say for this one, well, A, how would you kind of describe the animation? Let's, let's try to describe the animation of these to like a, either a show in American, the American canon, or at least like a time period. Uh, this for me was sort of like you, right in between that, that point in time where Disney was moving from black and white to, to color animation. Okay. Like uh, the very early. Uh, so like just before sim- like Snow White? Yeah, just before Snow White okay, yeah. kind of style animation. That's what it was. These are me. in color, Same- by the way. They, they're, they're not that bad. They are in color, but yeah. just barely. But it, but it was, you know, we, we did watch some black and white stuff uh, this evening. And so um, for this particular, for this math equals might homework cartoon, it, it definitely had sort of like that very bright, almost like watercolory kind of palette yeah. to it. And, uh, and it had very like realistic looking people. Yeah, to as, as to the extent, like not cartoonish, not like Charlie right. Brown or anything. They're just kind of like because it's mostly kids. It's pretty much right. mostly kids until we get to some of the other things that are. Let's so let's let's get into bonkers it. So let's get into these kids. So let me let me just say that I tried to watch these things with like a, a Google Translate, which was weird because for this video, <laughs> the only captions available were in Italian, which Google then tried to translate back into English. So North Korean to Italian to English leaves you with things like this. There's a child looking at a friend of his, and the caption reads. Holy Christianity. That's not what he said. <laughs> Another one, which uh, can explain how difficult these captions were, are uh, Dr. Scene, Tarkinia, Octopus, Napoli, Football, You Want. That's nonsense. <laughs> my last one, and probably my favorite one, is I do not see the Google Maps. So we're lost. We're out in the woods. <sighs> so that gives you a sense of where we're at. What are you doing, Democratic People's Republic of Korea? <laughs> what what the actual fuck is going well, on? Well, what is this, what is this kid up to? So we we are introduced to like a school kid. Yeah, what's he up yeah. to? What's he up to running uh, around out there? So we so to be to be very clear, just the way that this is animated yeah. is that there there are two kids which kind of come into the situation, and the only real difference between them is the color shirt that they're wearing, which I lost so. track of almost immediately. Almost immediately. Almost immediately. One's Not like a, one's like a fact. taupe, and one's like a slightly lighter tan. So good luck. Yeah. So we had, uh, I, I wrote down as a brown and green. Also brown and um, green. Hands. Yeah. And they, they were just, uh, they were almost the exact same shade. Uh, so, I mean, like, it was almost impossible to be able to differentiate the two. And all these Except kids look for, identical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah. They're all cookie cutter kids. And so <laughs> they just really, uh, so the guy that's in sort of the, the, darker, the darker shirt, is really giving the guy, and I believe the taupe shirt, sort of a, a talking to. He's really like, you know, you need to do, you need, it seemed like it was when you tell your friend, you're like, look, you really sort of need to get your shit together. Uh, you need to focus a little bit more. You really need to have some, some higher goals or aspirations. And at, at and, this point, I was already confused because one of the kids was just chasing a rabbit like around the ground, and then it yeah. chased it into a bush, and I'm pretty sure he just like kicked it somewhere yeah. and then you never see it again i have no clue what that was about and so little like a little bit of strange kind of yeah. you know reserved violence that's sort of in the background that's you know it's sort of like you you know it's there like you at least have that expectation that it's something that happened like just by sort of the sound effects 
Oh yeah. Uh, and fully that are going on, but like otherwise, you're just like he just he just drop kicked a rabbit for no reason. Just drop kicked a fucking just drop kicked a rabbit in the forest. North Dude, Korea. Get this. You can do that over here, I guess. <clears throat> so brown shirt is really just kind of giving him a talking to, yeah. and and green shirt really seems to have a ton of attitude. Uh, like he doesn't want to have to deal with it. Nope. He really doesn't want to deal with it. And so I thought they were gonna fight. Uh, to be honest with you, really? I thought they were gonna fight. Huh. Well, what I didn't see was that green shirt was gonna go home and sit in front of his desk, and sort of kind of like yawn very loudly, as if he was just like, oh. like he has a notebook in front of him, like classic, classic. I, I wanted to say, how old did you think these kids were? I, I wrote down like eight years. I was old. gonna say probably like middle of grade school, so like yeah, eight or ten somewhere in there. Yeah. Somewhere in I, I like that though because age. that did remind me of like going to my desk or like being sitting at my desk at school and just being like, I do not want to do this. I just want to go kick rabbits. Like this is not <laughs> this is not fun. So they you you're given that moment where you know he has that procrastination yep. uh, impetus and it it's sort of it happens. He allows himself to kind of indulge in that and and and, and why? Because he's doing he's doing math homework. He doesn't want to do math yeah. homework. He has a he just protractor. Wants to draw helmets. Yeah. And <laughs> take naps. He has a protractor, mm-hmm. if everybody's familiar with that. He and does. I believe it was a compass. And a compass, correct. So he has a protractor. See, guys, and we learned stuff in American public education. Super smart over here. Yeah. So he has this protractor, which he just kind of like pushes to the side, like, ah, fuck this shit. And then he draws, a, a, he draws like a, an army helmet, yep. and he writes U.S. Mm-hmm. on it. Which I'm assuming he the, meant that's us, and we're like so cool, and North Korea yeah. is like, no, that's not what he meant at all. No, 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 he meant United States Oh, yeah, guys. yeah, yeah, totally. And so then he takes his compass. Now, if you, if you ever had a compass when you were in an earlier math school, or math class, if you ever had a compass when you were in an earlier math class, it was almost like giving young kids that were in the eight to ten range a weapon. Yeah, because just, it's, one like, side, it's like giving a shiv to an inmate. Yeah, yeah. It's just it can be a real recipe for disaster. Yeah. And so you know, it has one sharp point that you're supposed to use sort of to anchor, and then it has uh, another side of it that has like an adjustable pencil in right. it. So you can um, draw like arcs and and perfect exactly. circles and things like that. And so this uh, this kid is sort of using this this compass as a sort of a bayonet to act like he's stabbing this helmet this u.s soldier's helmet yeah it was so, like half a half a gun and then half like a stabbing implement so real so cool like, kid right so up, far yeah right off the bat i'm like this kid's a real fucking asshole <laughs> yeah like green shirt's a real dick yep. <laughs> you know like i'm really hoping that you know something terrible happens to pretty him pretty much at this point like he lets and his entire like, country down yeah yeah which let's get into <laughs> And then he gets like super sleepy from all the stabbing. Oh, so I want to take a nap because so, I've stabbed too much. He's all stabbed out. He's all stabbed out. Jesus Christ. But then here's where we get into like the real cartoonish kind of stuff because it's this dream sequence. Like the helmet where starts flying around. The flies off of his desk. <laughs> the homework starts flying around. And then he, what, what does he get into that, uh, it's like a Jeep, but what, what was it to begin with? Was it anything? Was it his uh, desk? No, I thought it was a. I thought it was just like a jeep. It looked kind of like a matchbox. It did look like a matchbox. It was basically like a jeep that he's just like driving over these hills, but basically flying and jumping from one hill to the next. Kid is off roading. Off roading. He looks like he's having a fucking. It looks blast. great. It looks great. Yeah. And then he joins up with all his other pals driving the same things in the same direction, and then all of a sudden they have a what in the back? Uh, it, they. It sort of looks like a missile launcher, yeah. but the missile launcher 
has pencils that would be from the compass right. that are sort of lined up in the back. And so he has, uh, he has this missile launcher. And so as he's trying to angle and position it, he's using his protractor, like a giant fucking protractor yeah. right now, to sort of understand uh, what that actual degree or angle is going to be that he's going to propel and shoot these rockets. So you tell me he's using the back of his jeep. He's using the maths. He's using the maths. He's, using he's actually. The maths. I want to. I want to just say that this is like a common misconception in terms of this. Like he's not actually using any math. No. Like I should be very fucking clear with this yeah. because it, Dave, I know that you are very familiar with science, and I know that I use a certain degree of math in my day, like in my daily life, that I'm actually relatively proud that I get a chance to use and exercise. Uh, he's not using any math whatsoever. No. He's lining up a missile launcher with a giant protractor. And he's you listening to orders cheat. from other people. He's listening to his yeah. superiors who are like, uh, 32 degrees. So he's just like, oh, protractor, 32 degrees. It's like, there's a fucking, it's a, just put it at 32 it's on, degrees. It's on the protractor, you dummy. That's all you need. At this point, somebody's explained to him, there's like, there's a 30 degrees, uh-huh. 60 degrees, mm-hmm. 90 degrees. That's a right angle. Yeah, no fucking shit. Like, who doesn't know that? Yeah, I've played worms. I know how this works. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. But okay, so uh, these guys aren't just doing like all the kids are lined up and they're shooting like, you know, school implements and stuff, but what are they shooting at? Are they just doing drills? Ooh, are they is some, man, like no. somebody like invading? You can s- in the distance, yeah. in the horizon, you can see it looks like a series of ships. Okay. It looks like a series of ships and it turns out to be what ultimately are, are tanks on sort of rafts yeah. that are the, the vaunted in? U.S. Navy floating tank brigade? Yeah. So already Yikes. we're just like your imagination in terms of what our military competencies are, or your level of espionage is not great. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey guys, let's sneak these tanks aboard a raft. Like first and foremost, you really don't understand math if you're just like, well, the weight of a tank can obviously be supported by the volume of water that is being floated upon by a fucking raft, you dummies. Or how tanks work, because if your treads are churning, that, that yeah, raft you're gonna just destroy shredded the fuck. The... Also, here's, here's the other thing. I don't know if you guys knew this. We're not in the military, um, but I'm pretty, like, 99% sure that all of our military vehicles and weaponry have faces. Uh, yes. They all have faces. Is, okay. Which is a really interesting caricature of how they draw all of our ships and our munition. Yeah, what? Oddly enough, except for these tank rafts yeah. that we have that are out there. Tank rafts, no faces. They had, but uh, some of them had like weird kind of Google eyes off to the side, but not as prominent as these other things. Yeah. yeah. So like our ships actually had what looked like really big kind of long noses. They all had mouths with eyes. Teeth. And they could, they could actually emote. Like, yeah. they had the ability to kind of raise their, their brows to show whether or not they were sort of charging or, or, or more intense. Yeah, we're not talking about, like, those tomahawk points. missiles or whatever that had, like, the, the shark teeth drawn on the front and, like, the eyes and stuff right. and the eyebrow. Like, literal faces that were, like, moving. And as the missiles kind of, like, dodged around the pencils they were shooting at them. And just some really bizarre stuff. As if our military, as highly and incredibly capable as they are, best military in the world, hands down. All right. Best faces. And as Dave mentioned, we, yeah, best faces on everything. Mm-hmm. Just fucking insane. I, I, and, 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 like, as 
as these munitions are being fired onto the mainland where these kids who I guess are North Korea's best defense sure. against the ships that Throw we have. Throw some Fine. children yeah. in front of those exploding bombs. Get those bombs. child soldiers out there. Yep. That whole child army that they have that's built up. They're doing great. Uh, so they, as they are firing these pencils and these United States sentient battleships are firing munitions, our munitions in mid-flight mm-hmm. are circling and and curving around and and doing loop-de-loops around these pencils that are being fired at us uh, it, it just in, it, incredible to to kind of see what what their thought of of our uh, we, we had some this, pretty great face fucking technology. insane to watch we had great face technology in the whatever decade this cartoon was made yeah. So, I mean, long story short, basically most of the kids are able to take out the ships, the floating tanks, and the missiles with their pencil right. rocket launchers. They're doing great. Kids are doing but fantastic. What's up with Green Shirt, though? Green Shirt's fucking it all up. He's like, Ugh. he's his angle's too low, he's missing everything, the invading forces are getting closer and closer and closer, and the kids had been, like, all celebratory. They're singing their patriotic songs, their patriotic polka, but the closer and closer they get, you know, I mean... America's basically going to win just because this kid didn't do his maths. And that's pretty that's much sad. where he wakes up. <laughs> so it turned right. into a nightmare for him. He wakes up. I love, I love when he wakes up, though, because like, the first thing that happens is like his buddy... Was it the same kid? Was it Brown Shirt that comes over? Yeah, Brown Shirt's, Brown Shirt's chilling there with a soccer ball. Brown Shirt comes over. He's like, hey, I've been watching you sleep for the last 15 minutes. I thought maybe now <laughs> you'd want to play soccer. <laughs> I've been fucking creeping on you I've for been, the last couple minutes. I've been watching you sleep and, and stuff. Now we're just we're just you know loosely translating because again we didn't have a translation available. So we're pretty but sure. Guys, that's what look, I said. look, a creepy heavy sigh yeah. is universal language is. in in my lexicon. So I apologize, but this kid, sorry, not brown sorry, sh- not sorry at mm-hmm. all ever. Brown shirt, brown brown shirt is sitting there holding the soccer ball, and he looks to kind of indicate to him like, "Do you want to come out and play?" To which green shirt's like, "Huh." I just had this terrible nightmare. And then sort of begins to recap slightly, which turns into then Green Shirt sitting around a table tutoring his friends. It's seemingly tutoring his friends in math to get them to understand better like the, the severity of not understanding how to use a protractor and a compass. So after all of this, what would you say is the moral of this particular story? Cheat off your smart friends. Cheat off your smart friends. Right. I like that. I can't. I don't have anything better than that right now. No. No other morals. I really don't at the moment. Um, no. There's a joke somewhere there with protracting, but I, I just don't have it. That's all right. <laughs> we'll go with you. We've we've got some more insanity. Oh, we've got to get we've into. got plenty. We'll let the the humor flow as we go, and we're gonna pick up a pace a little bit on some of these too because we want to make sure we get through all of these. So. Unfortunately, the next one on the Cracked article was a dead link. This one looked cool. It looked like uh, a bunch of vegetables, like veggie tails, but like militarized and super murderous. And unfortunately, awesome. we did not have that one. Awesome. Anything, anything more on Math Kid? Nah, super Korean get, Math let's Kid? Let's move on. All let's right. move on from Math Kid and from Rambo Vegetables. Okay, we're going to go to what I call, uh, I don't know, like a militarized bug's life, I guess. Yeah. Would be a great... Militarized bug's life. Yeah. Be a great way to. This had a cameo with Jerry Seinfeld as the B from yeah the, uh, from B movie. movie yeah, but it's like mixed with like Apocalypse Now, so so that's fun. 
bug of darkness. So this is like, this is a black and white cartoon that we had mentioned earlier. And it's, for me at least, it was a little hard to figure out what the fuck was going on in the very beginning. Because the first thing you see is like a couple of dudes with a skull and crossbones on their hat. But like on like a baseball hat, like not like a, like a pirate's hat. So we're not pirates. Okay, cool. And they're looking through like this glass window where there's a bunch of insects that are going through like these military drills, like these military exercises. So you're like, all right, things are happening. I don't really know what's happening, but that's fine. We'll go with this. Probably my favorite character of the whole thing was this, the fat bug that like, Oh God, (laughs) as other bugs are running back and forth and doing like calisthenics drills, there's this like super fat overweight bug that's trying to keep up with them. But every time he runs right, they run left. And every time he tries to catch up with them, they run back the other way. And like he's just getting like lambasted from his drill instructor, like, "Fatty, you need to lose weight. Like, you need to. You, you're gonna kill. You're gonna get everybody on your squad killed, right? Because you are not keeping up." It was intense. And, and he's he's like getting. Not only is he like getting like completely mowed over by the rest of his bug platoon, but other bugs are like kicking him and mm-hmm. kind of picking on him. Like they don't seem like they're being kind. It's like full in metal sort jacket. The, right. Full metal like, exoskeleton. This is. This is Gomer Pyle as a bug. Yeah. You know, and it is getting to that weird degree where you're just like, wait, is this whole thing just about abusing insects? Like, I don't, I don't get what the, yeah. I don't get what the whole point of this is. And like, it, and like it, it wouldn't have surprised me if Fat Bug just like picked up a gun and just like murdered all of his comrades at the end of it. That's not quite what happens, but it's not far from what actually happens. So right. hang in there because <laughs> it gets, it goes there. What, what would you say these bugs are? Well, I don't even are they cockroaches? I don't even know what the flies. I, 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 I don't even know what they it's are. It's like some it weird made, hybrid of like a cockroach, fly, and ant. It did not make a ton of sense. No. What made even less sense was everything else. Is that these bugs were able to? That these bugs seem to be of varying sizes, shapes, and and types yeah. of insects. Yeah. But when they released a mouse into the cage with the rest of these insects, when they release a rodent, which this is going to be a reoccurring theme for a bunch of these, is insects and rodents, and this is important to keep in mind. They release this mouse. And Dave, do you know what happens to this mouse? Well, before we, we talk about the fate of this poor mouse, uh, they do show kind of like all the insects kind of milling around in this like giant pile of like just stuff. It looks like a giant compost pile. So it's kind of like their nest or their breeding ground or their something. And they kind of like zoom in on a microscopic level and they kind of show like these little like microbes and then they zoom back out. So at this point you're like, right. all right, I guess these bugs are living like in squalor and there's this weird yeah. microorganisms going on they're living like fucking bugs yeah they're That's bugs, bugs with, with smaller bugs right basically okay so the mouse so this, this, this mouse, mouse seems super released. chill mouse seems real chill. real chill he seems like the kind of mouse and and sort of the animation style on this sort of was like in between again as we mentioned like before yeah it was, it, it was like early merry melodies of, exactly yeah. but black and white yeah like uh, early, and so stuff. yeah like very early merry melodies and so we, we have this mouse who seems real chill, mm-hmm. seems like a real stand-up dude mm-hmm. who gets released into this, and then all of these bugs begin to swarm around this mouse's face, and then the mouse sneezes himself to death. Yeah, in like a really disturbing fashion. And I also right. want to make quick mention that don't, don't be like, oh, the mouse, because this is like a weird mouse-slash-squirrel creature that I don't know what the fuck's going on in North Korea that like none of the animals look like actual animals. I don't know if that's like just a thing over there that all the animals are made up or they just have weird hybrid animals, maybe. But this thing looked like some weird combination of two cute things that was then murdered by bug clouds. <laughs> so, for the kids. 
But it makes things even worse because all these murder bugs now get into what looks like a missile silo. Oh, 100%. They were in bug bombs. And this is where we find out who owns these bugs and who's been like cultivating them and loading yeah. them into bombs. Because, it's, because again, we're watching this with the, with the perspective of we're the United States. Yes. And we think that we're fantastic. We are fantastic. And we don't think that there's... We are fantastic. Like, there's nothing... There's absolutely nothing wrong with us. But for some reason, suddenly, we're weaponizing insects. Yeah, and loading them into fucking Be- bombs. And our, pilots, no- and our pilots are like blonde, big-nosed, weird-faced dudes that are just dreaming of mountains of, like, gold coins running through our fingers. And, and this, is, now, this, is, this is where this takes uh, uh, an interesting turn for me uh-huh. because I know a lot of servicemen and women, yep. and I'm very proud to know them. They are excellent, wonderful uh, people and veterans of our country. Can't thank them enough for their service Agreed. and everything they do, as well as also my friends that I have that are actively serving right now. Right. And that point is extremely important. The one thing that you will universally find with soldiers and people who are in the military is that they are severely underpaid yeah and and so when they are paid it's usually in like streams of gold coins that they just have to catch as many as possible and that's it sorry guys it's a real it's an old system i wish we would we would move on from it but it's just the way it is paid them in a gold cougarans 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 that are just like falling into this guy's as he's flying this plane these dreams of riches, uh-huh. just these cold, these gold coins, you know, are just trickling down into his hand, and he's just like, ah, "I'm gonna spend them all." And you're just like, "What? Who? Look, I, I love, don't get paid." I love, look, I love the logic that goes through this. Even if it was like an American cartoon with a villain, the villain basically has to be like, "All right, I'm gonna get my plane. I'm gonna load up these bug bombs. I'm gonna drop these bug bombs on some some dirty Americans slash North Koreans." And then I'm going to get paid in gold coins when I get home. It's going to be a great day. Yeah. Great day. That's insanity. So it, it is. And so we, we have this moment then where suddenly uh, it seems as if the, the picture that they're trying to paint, that the, the North Korea point of view for this is that our pilots get scared uh, because of thunderstorms. Yeah, I don't know what that, that was. It was on. like they, the thunderstorm I, scared them and then like the light scared them and the, I don't know. And then, and then there was, uh, there, you know, there was, there was hostile fire oh, that God. was coming everybody. presumably from everybody North Korea. Everybody except the one everybody. pilot dies. Like all these planes are blown yeah. up, shot down. Like you see people just straight like murdered, just right. straight murdered. So our, our hero pilot, he also gets shot, but he crashes and he, he manages to at least parachute. And you think, be like, yeah. all right, cool. He parachutes, he's fine. And, and as he's parachuting, yeah. these, these bug bombs have now been released. Oh, yeah. They have now been deployed. These bugs have hit the ground, and they are. And these bug soldiers that the United States has evidently weaponized are thinking to themselves, like, "Who? It is time to fuck some shit up. Yeah, it's time to do like, whatever we are born to do." Right. So they begin to go out, and Dave, you got to help me with this. What are these bugs confronted with? Because this this actually blew my mind. Is this the? Because I, is this the hot dog firefighters? These. They have depicted North Korean firemen. Your own or, or people. North... These are your own your people. Your own people. You have clearly shown that you can draw like an anthropomorphic human-ish because you've made the American look more or less human. You have made your firefighter things or you're just like gas, like poisonous and toxic gas flamethrower soldiers look like weird stuffed dough bun people. 
or like small yeah. hot dogs. They look like cocktail wieners in a firefighter's uniform. Yep. What are you doing? That's exactly it. So Hot Dog Korea mm-hmm. is sitting around, and, and they have evidently they have anticipated the fact, yep. or they've received some intelligence yep. because all praise to glorious leader because he's all knowing and all seeing right. that these weaponized bugs were going to be on their fucking way. They are and ready. He, and they just they're ready. They're ready with all this poisonous gas, and they just lay waste to all of these bugs again, with the exception of and the patriotic song. Right. Like, like <laughs> it was hard to tell from the animation whether it was. It looked like half of it was like a like a fog, like a gas, toxic gas, and then it looked like half of it was fire. Because later on, when they they cook the silo, like the missile silo that the bugs try to escape back into, the thing just bursts right. into flames, and basically like explodes, just like burns to a crisp. And then right. there were other things that looked like they basically just like torched the death. So I don't know if it was a combination of two things, but whatever. These these sentient hot dogs were just like the most terrifying thing of the show. Did you notice that as the pilot is uh, falling to the ground, he crosses himself? I did not. That was super weird for me because I was just like, that's kind of fucked up. That he just like crossed himself and then like a branch catches him and then he falls out of that. And, and I thought he was dead at that point. Yeah. I just assumed he was well, dead and we were going to follow the bugs for the rest of this thing. However, weird thing is that we have this pilot that has now fallen. He's stuck in a tree, comes down to the ground. The bug, the single bug that is left after this gas attack is sort of trying to, to motivate the pilot in a way that just seems terrifying. Speaking of, by, speaking of, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to cut you off. How did we get to this last bug? They smoked a bunch. Well, that sounds bad. They, they gassed a bunch of bugs. They lit a bunch of them on fire. Do you remember how they kill one in particular? No. They fucking run him over in like a, like a gruesome zoom in, slow motion kind of shot. There's like a Jeep that's driving, chasing down this bug, and it runs the bug over, and you just see him get smashed into like paste <laughs> under the tire of this car. And that's what leaves the one left. So sorry to jump in. I just I need to say that before we, we moved on. Okay. okay, so again, we've got one bug left, and we've got one surviving so one pilot, bug. And the hot dogs exactly. are closing in. Hot dogs are closing in fast. And so they are getting, like, they're getting to the point where the bug is panicking. And so he is trying to motivate this pilot by, like, by giving him a pep talk. Yeah, but, yeah speaking bug to his face. Yeah, and, but if anybody's ever had a bug in front of your face, the, the first thing you do is you swat nah, it and then you, you do spit at and it. And then you shoot it. Then you shoot it. <laughs> you pull out your service like, pistol and you shoot it. Like, no joke, this is the reaction that this guy has. Swats the bug, oh. spits at the bug. Yep pulls out his service weapon and begins firing at this bug that is flying around As he chases him through the woods, yeah. Presumably, the pilot dies. Well, so as he's chasing the bug through, yeah, he smashes his face into a tree, trips over a rock, and, like, falls off a cliff, basically. And then the bug catches up with him. Yeah, bug catches up with him and is just, like, All over his face. Just all over his face again, and the guy's just not moving. So what does he do? He kind of returns to like his bug munition bomb that had hit the, the beach at some point. And that's the part where the hot dog men show up and they burn it uh, and it erupts into flames. Yeah, so they, they torch the rocket and the last remaining bug and that guy dies um, as a victim of his own scientist's virus or whatever it was that was developed with that bug. So that last remaining bug basically makes him sick to the point that he dies a horrific death. And then that remaining bug gets torched. All hail supreme leaders of North Korea. This pilot what? definitely had like the the look on his face, like where he was clen- like he was clenching his stomach, like he was gonna do like a poop dance, like he was just like, 
Oh no. Ooh, it has definitely hit me. My uh my alt title for this one is No Bugs Go to Heaven. Oh. What what moral did you take away from this story? I don't know. I spent all my time coming up with that alt title. I thought that was pretty good. Did you did you really? Um I'm gonna say no Krugeran is worth I got nothing. No Krugerand is worth parachuting into North Korea. That's terrible. It's terrible moral. Yeah. I, uh, the moral that I took away is that it takes a really strong country to destroy a bunch of bugs. Maybe my moral is even if you look like a hot dog, there's a place in North Korea's military for you. <laughs> I think I'll go with that. Even, even weird hot dog people can still find employment. Even weird hot dog of North Korea. Weird hot dog people of North Korea. Uh, can find employment. I think the best thing is that, look, if you are a hot dog person, yeah. North Korea is hiring. They are hiring. So to, why not up? To, like, possibly torch humans and bugs. Do, do you love setting things on fire and or gassing them and you're a hot dog person? <laughs> Come on down to North Korea. I don't know why this is turning to, like, a Texas I don't know, but they had, a, they had a good special going on. All right, anything else from, <laughs> from Hot Dog Bug Massacre? Oh, this thing is weird as shit. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I'm super excited for this next one, though. Get into oh my it. God. Jump right into Ninja it, Ninja Cat Puppets. This, this is a long one. This is real long. Ninja Cat Puppets. This is a two-parter. Now we're gonna try to we're gonna try to keep it going because I kind of repeat some stuff, but it's crazy. So uh, the first two things yeah. we saw were kind of like animation from like early Disney, early Mary Melodies era. Um, this is stop motion animation, and it actually for the animation wasn't terrible. It was maybe like yeah, not a, bad. It's not bad. Kind of like early Rankin Bass stop motion animation stuff. They were they're kind of like animation. Yeah, but this was. This wasn't bad. And uh, the characters were super cute. It was like Rankin Bass if you were living in a dictatorship militarized country. Yes, which is exactly yeah. what this was. So, Oh. Oh, was it? Um, was it? And the, the characters are actually like super cute. When I, st- when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, I could see this being a show for kids. And the kids identify with each of these little like puppet creatures. Because the first one you're introduced to was kind of this, this cute little cat creature. Just kind of like out playing in the wood or playing in the field, skipping across the land, like very carefree attitudes, a beautiful sky, beautiful, bright, sunny day, great day. And then his friend, like this little lady duckling who's in her cute little dress and stuff, she's screaming for help and she needs him to come and help. And I'm like, all right, this is still like pretty cute. I feel like they're going to just like solve a problem together and they're going to work together and cooperate and it's not going to be that bad. Boy, was I wrong. Holy shit. You you do not know where this thing is going. Uh, Let me tell you. All right, so it turns out that mice, remember that we, we said that mice are going to be like kind of a recurring theme here. A bunch of mice are robbing the storehouse, the grain house, where they've, they've stored a bunch of bags of like grain and rice and all kinds of other stuff. And the, the cats are supposed to be protecting this grain house. So the cat kind of like tries to beat the crap out of them. Uh, the problem is he's not super strong or super talented. So all these mice are kind of like, they're a little bit much for him. He's not a great, yeah. he's not a great security guard. Well, also just in terms of like a numbers game, yeah. there's like seven there's mice a lot of to mice. one cat. And they're pretty like, sizable a lot too. Of mice. They're like on the, yeah. maybe they're about half the size of the cat or a little more. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, what's, what's a guy to do? Uh, you call in reinforcements. And by reinforcement, and- what do you mean? Uh, some super saiyan cat this that cat, shows up. This cat was like Dragon Ball Z of cats. He was like it was alien, laser eye, titanium tip clawed, 
super flipping around, kicking, jumping, crazy cat. This thing's nuts. This, this was Super Saiyan Goku yeah. plus Jackie Chan <laughs> plus cat plus a cat plus a cat <laughs> plus plus like like just murderous rage. Also murder. Yeah, because, lots of murder. Because this cat jumps across. He flashes sort of this like almost Zoolander blue steel look at these these mice. But his which, eyes like literally light up and like flash across the screen. Right. And so as they're lighting up and flashing, these mice are like seeing him and maintaining eye contact with mm-hmm. him and passing out because of how aggressive this stare yeah. is. But it's it's good that so, they passed out because then he'll leave them alone, right? No. Oh, doesn't. No? He just jumps on these things, begins beating the crap out of them like brandishes his claws in multiple instances he just sticks his claws into the back and of these mice they zoomed in on this a number of times they were so proud so of this stop motion like just back literal backstabbing with these claws it was disturbing they, it was disturbing they 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 keep going and to the point where like all the mice have now retreated and they've been taken care of and then what happens next? Oh, Dave well, except for the one, probably... if he doesn't claw you in the back, he will pick you up by your head and throw you bodily into a wall so that your spine snaps. That one was. And then they'll insane. laugh about it afterwards. I can't. I got to that point and I was just like, this thing is not for any children. Ninja Cat. It... Ninja Cat. All right, is this where we get to our montage? This is where we get to our yes, training montage. montage. Yeah. Look, North Korea, you got one thing going for you right now uh, at this point in the show. Montage. All right. 80 style training 80 style montage. montage. It's, well it's, it's pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to give you that. Because you've got crazy ninja cat who was super dressed like Kim Jong il, Kim Jong un, by the way. Yeah. He's, yes. he's 100% just a stand in for Supreme Leader. Uh, he's like doing flips. He's jumping through hoops that are like eight feet off the ground. He's like cutting logs in half. He's punching through shit. He's great. This other cat, this, this kind of like meek, weak cat, is uh, he's failing at everything. Well, but he's inspired. He's inspired, and he's trying. The, that's the point for this. He's Daniel-san at this point. He's trying, but he's exactly. failing at everything. So Supreme Leader Mr. Miyagi right. is like, Daniel-san, you got to get better. you got to do these things. Uh, and this young cat is inspired. Yeah, so yeah. he's like up late. He's really working on this stuff. Like He's trying the best that he can to do the training that he can. But in the meantime, these mice, Who live- these <laughs> scheming scheming mice who live in like a cave filled with spiders and cobwebs and what some, is going on and their their leader is like this cruel old wrinkled rat toothed nasty looking thing can you explain their their plan like can you sum this plan up in a couple of I, sentences because it's nuts sh- sure uh the skinny of this plan uh-huh. is it's like ocean's tr- 11 yeah yeah okay. it really okay. is an ocean's 11 sort of ordeal yeah. The, the, the skinny of it is to trick this younger cat mm-hmm. into thinking that he is more ferocious than he truly is okay. uh, so that when they give him this false sense of grandeur mm-hmm. uh, regarding his own abilities, they can capture him and then steal all the food stuff that's inside of this, this silo. Interesting. Inside of this uh, this grain store. So as they're like but, concocting this plan, the weaker cat is going through these training regimens, but he's getting... He's getting pretty upset because he's not seeing the gains that he would like to see, right? Yeah, dude. He's like, he's got no protein powder. No. He's got like no muscle milk. No. Like, you know, look, no you gotta HGH. lift heavy. Yeah, you gotta lift heavy weights mm-hmm. as a cat if you try to see any beeline. That's right. Yeah, 
you want to see any type of a feline return in terms of muscle mass and size, you really gotta you really gotta put in the time, the effort. Need some of that feline that growth hormone. Yep. yep. You have feline growth hormone. <laughs> so, you know, you really uh, you really gotta put in the time and the effort. Sure. But you know, some people some people just want to take shortcuts and dress like which a is lion. What happens here? Some yeah. people just want to dress like a lion scarecrow. So this cat gets he bumps into a stranger that's on a bike it's a mole. and they share this it isn't a mole. It's literally a mole. I didn't fucking understand <laughs> I'm what it sure was. Pretty sure it's literally it a mole. Like another, which at that point it I'm looked like, like another mouse. That guy's a mole. Guy's a mole. So again, feline meets another rodent mm-hmm. and isn't skeptical in any way, shape, or the form. A rodent on a bike, I might add. Oh yeah. He, so he rides in on a bike wearing this giant wig. And through some weird I didn't understand folly, it. Yeah. some bizarre folly turn of events, uh, young Daniel Sun Cat falls over with this giant wig over top of his face, and it sort of looks like a lion's mane. Right. And he's like, oh, he's like, you look like a lion's mane, and I have these mitts that you could put over top of your hand. And now that you have this, you look like a lion. And in this moment, he's just like, you know, sometimes people putting on certain costumes like, you know, the, the whole adage of, like, clothes make the yeah, man you embody uh, it. really yeah, comes yeah. into effect. And he even like, has this you know, crazy, like, dream montage sequence where he, like, sees himself being, like, he's now, like, supreme leader, and he's knocking these mice around, and he's showing them who's boss because he's, like, the big lion cat. Right. Yeah. So he's, he is in this superior position, this superior mental state where things are going to go well for right. him. Like, he is satisfied. You don't need to train until, anymore. You, you look like yeah, a lion. fuck it. Whatever. Whatever. So these mice show back up at this storehouse. And what happens, Dave? Well, basically, at some point, he gets, he also gets like lion's paws, right? Right. So at some mm-hmm. point, I think from the scarecrow, he, he not only has the big mane, but they actually put these giant like lion's paws on his hand, on his paws. So he's like, oh, cool. I'm like an actual lion now. But basically, all the mice sneak back into the granary. And he wants to, like, you know, make them bow and whatever. But it turns out that the mole was, like, a literal a mole in the sense that he was a double agent. He was actually one of the mice. And they've tricked this cat into not only having this stupid floppy wig that, like, complicates his movements, but they've also covered up any claws that he actually has. So even if he had been doing any training, it wouldn't matter because he's basically been neutered at this point. So they kick the shit out of him <laughs> and they start stealing all the stuff from the granary. Right. I think they tie him up at some point too, which is super creepy. Yeah, they do. They 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 like hog tie yeah. him to like a barrel or like yes. a, a some big bag of rice that they have <laughs> that's in there, and he can't move. And so he's he is watching the very thing that he I guess has sworn to protect right. being stolen by these mice that have now rolled in, and they can take whatever they and want. And they tricked them into they the whole thing. His hubris was yeah. kind of like the, the thing that did him in. And the fact that, like, the old man mouse kind of, like, haunts his dreams and makes him cry, there's, like, this psychological aspect to it, too, so they're really torturing this poor little weak cat. But luckily, the duck is out there again, just wandering around as she does, and she sees that there's trouble once again at the old granary. So, Super Saiyan Ninja Cat arrives once again, and he is yeah. fucking vicious this time. He is not screwing around. I mean... We, we talk a lot about, you know, moments where we see recycled animation and they, they're using it here quite a oh, bit because yeah. this, this moment where the claws come out and dig into somebody's back, into one of these mouse's Same. backs, is 
like just frequent it's like, just it it's just happening flip. like they flip the left right on the script or yeah. like slightly angle it but that's it but he's like so they are, he's like ripping out he's, tails. he's murdering these he's things murdering th- he's ripping their tails out he's ripping yeah. their tails out he's stabbing them in the back he smashes them into the walls again he kicks them literally in the face and then and then so, he frees his other buddy cat so now it's two cats against the other mice yeah yeah which is really so, messed up which is really messed up because now all this training is now at the point where it's just like, all right, like let's let's go to town. Dude, like it, you... it would be, yeah, it would be like if Mr. Miyagi and Daniel Sun teamed up on that kid from uh, what the the Black Dragons or whatever they were. Oh, from Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, Black Dragons. Where did the hell did that Black come dragons. from? Black Dragons. Shut up. The fuck. The fuck. It'd be like Sweep if they the teamed leg, up on David. That, that blonde kid and just like Mr. Miyagi came in and just like stabbed him in the back, and then Daniel Sun <laughs> kicked him in the throat, and then they both picked him up and threw him into a wall. It'd be like kids movie <laughs> lessons are learned so needless to say this whole exchange of everything that happens in this is brutal oh, yeah. and the craziest thing is is that you know we we've mentioned that sort of the the mouse leader is sort of this older decrepit mouse right. on like a cane and yeah yeah uh, mr miyagi a cat this super saiyan cat picks him up and just begins punching him in the face like old mouse he is just punching him in the face nonstop, and then just tosses him aside like a fucking rag he's, doll. He's dead at this point. His brittle bones Presumably have been pulverized dead. by a Super Saiyan. The end. <laughs> What's your moral on this one? Uh, is that you have to believe in yourself and you have to feel that you're good enough to beat up an old person. That's a good one. I like that. My moral is <laughs> don't be a mouse. Don't be a Especially mouse. Especially in a world of fucking psycho cats. It's better to be a hot dog person. Oh god. Man, this one was messed up. It might have been it might have been the most messed up. I don't know. The last one we'll talk about is is a good uh competitor for that. But before we get to that one, I'm going to talk briefly about uh an episode that I watched that Sean did not get a chance to check out. So, this thing is an actual series called Squirrel and Hedgehog. It actually like it ran for a fairly long time and did go through a number of different sort of iterations. Like there was a pilot where it was more about uh Squirrel and Hedgehog are kind of these operatives for the North Korean military who uh, infiltrate the American base. And the Americans at this point are all like wolves and wolverines. So I don't 100% know how exactly they infiltrated the base, but whatever. People are like, it's funny, in in some of the translations, they're like, "We we have a double agent in our midst and we have to figure out who it is. I'm like, look at the fucking squirrel. Like, you're all wolverines find the squirrel and that's probably who it is it was like this weird rip on like rocky and bullwinkle but not really um huh. it's just crazy to watch so i watched uh, an older episode where like all the north koreans are like these super cute little fuzzy creatures squirrels hedgehogs ducks and things like that and a lot of like donald duck copies like pretty much just exact copies of them um oh, but every creature is in the military or like part of a military family um and then the bad guys are like wolves, wolverines, or like weasels. There are some weasels that kind of like control some of the, the other uh, ranks and stuff too. One of the craziest things I saw, without getting into like too much of the stuff here, one of the craziest things I saw was the squirrel infiltrating the American base and then watching the wolves train. These wolves, like if I saw this, and again, the wolves are the Americans. If I saw these soldiers training the way that they did, which was basically like running down cars, stopping them with their bare hands, picking them up and throwing them, 
and then laying down in the middle of the street as other cars drove over their backs and then springing up into the air so that they launched the car into the air. Like if I saw what? If I saw an army of these types of soldiers, I'd be like, you know what? I'm good. You guys win. Like, I'm not fucking with that. Y- y'all are insane. You look crazy. I'm not messing with that. So it was, it was pretty nuts. Uh, I didn't get too much into, like, the plot because it was actually kudos to this series because it actually did have, like, an ongoing narrative plot that was way more coherent than any of the other propaganda stuff we watched earlier. So Squirrel and Hedgehog is, like, the one thing that I might actually recommend seeking out out there. But it has nothing, it has nothing on Orange Korean Super Frog. Or as Sean affectionately calls him, Rambo Frog. Rambo Frog. Rambo Frog. Rambo 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 Frog. There's nothing rainbow about this. There's nothing, there's nothing magical or delicate or even serene (laughs) about what happens in this short. This is, this is, this is violent with a body count over a hundred oh easily in a easily. In, a ten, in a 10 minute cartoon <laughs> which i didn't 100 percent understand i think i watched this one twice because i was just like what i mean i i, I had my i had my own ideas in terms of what the message was or the, the specific moral that we can kind of get into in a little bit later and in all seriousness without like a kind of a bs regular sarcastic response which i mean you know, if this is Kim Jong Un, we should just ban sarcasm. True. Oh, he did. Oh, he already, already did. So there, there. I think there are some interesting kind of things to psychologically take away from watching this propaganda piece. Um, how they're applicable to the daily lives of a North Korean. I, I, I kind of fail to see that. I'm going to say, if you uh, get blinded, still shoot your arrows. It, it, it's, it's interesting. So uh, to set the stage, we have this, uh, we have this orange frog. Right. We have this orange frog who it's has... It's important to know, yeah, what he's wearing, what he's armed with, and then where he lives. So what's he wearing, Dave? He's got some weird, like, Super Mario kind of jumpsuit-looking thing yeah. on, but, like, rolled up at the, at the cuffs, so, like, he could still be... He could, like, be out farming in a rice paddy, but also be ready for military action in a heartbeat. It's a really right. odd combination of things. And actually, knowing a little bit about North Korea, it's not crazy. It sort of was interesting because it showed a little bit of the duality between citizenship sure. as well as also military sure. service. And so... And just sort of the idea, without getting too far into it, of just sort of constantly being vigilant right. of a threat. Right. Like a spark. Of a potential. Right. Um, like a frog spartan. So, like a frog spartan. And so this, this frog is, he is, he's armed with it, like a, a weapon. I, I don't really know how to describe <laughs> this. It was, it was very video game-esque. Yes, like Battletoads. Uh, it was like a little bit cartoonish. Uh, in the sense that it's just like one big kind of standard long barrel. Looks like a bazooka. But then there's there's like a magazine that's in the back of it that doesn't shoot actual bazooka or RPG ammunition. Right. It shoots what looks like kind of small arrows or darts. Right. And uh, 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 tons of them, like an unlimited supply. Tons of them. Like, it just, he is like, he's got the, con- like he's playing Contra. Yes. Because there's just unlimited <laughs> ammo in these suckers. Uh, and it just does not seem to matter. Right. Which is an interesting, I guess, idea to think about a little bit later on, given some of the circumstances that fall upon sure. him. So uh, 
he is on this watchtower that is overlooking sort of like this this small glade. Yeah, like a beautiful little garden. Right. And he is he's maintaining vigilance. And we have uh, we have these like bugs. We have these insects yeah, because obviously you have you have this grass. Uh, insects are going to want to to eat and to feed off of the of the grass, mm-hmm. the the blades of grass that are there, and they're going to potentially destroy that 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 lawn. Right. So this frog goes bat shit insane. And this is your opener. Like there's no there's nothing. There's no segue. No there's no leading you into this. There's no delicate way no. of being baby birded what's about to happen. No, just wanton insect murder. He just goes on a murderous <laughs> rampage of just destroying and killing all. And we're talking about like he's shooting these bugs with these arrows, mm-hmm. with this unlimited amount of arrows, and they are going, they're hitting them in the back. There are multiple bugs that are getting multiple arrows in them, and they sort of kind of just go and just, just kind of just like fall flip off over. The, fall off. <laughs> I love how they fall off a stick, though, or fall off a leaf. Yeah. And so, like, they, they're just dying uh, by the and dozens. And just collecting in, like, a layer of just dead bugs at the, at the, in this, like, muddy, marshy ground at the bottom of everything. It's a really, wow. It's an, it's an impressionable way to uh, start this cartoon, for sure. Right. And so then, and this is what, this is what as if any of this makes any sense whatsoever, this is where I got confused. Well, yeah. It wasn't too long after okay. the opening. I was just like, uh. <laughs> right. Because like, I, I see this and I'm just like, oh, I get it. You know, whatever he's let doing, me, he's protecting his territory. He's protecting his let land. Let me guess the point of confusion. Sure. I think I've got two. Uh, one for me. One I was like, yeah, I dig it. And one was like, I don't know what's going on. So were you confused when a lady mantis rolled up on a motorcycle? Nailed it. Okay, okay, good. good. My confusion so, was with whatever the hell that red button was. Oh, that's actually an interesting thing I, I, I want to discuss okay, cool. when we get a little bit back into it. But let's, let's start with your, your first assertion <laughs> about this, this praying mantis being confusing AF. Yes. And this mantis is a lady mantis, is a lady mm-hmm. mantis which is really weird because they seem to sort of go up into the control tower. And they, they know each oh, other. Yeah, yeah, there is the sense. Intimate. There is the sense right out the gate that there is an existing relationship mm-hmm. there. It's very well communicated. And a lot of the animation that they have in this sort of looked like it was cut out. And like it was like it was hand drawn and animated. And then it was sort of cut out. And then there were sort of articulation points on the cutouts that could kind of move a little yeah. bit. Uh, it's not very observable, kind of given like a large landscape or a vista view. But when you kind of drill down into like the singular shots of. The characters, yeah. you're just like, oh, th- this is an interesting style of maybe stop motion, uh, you like know, a, or, like or a hybrid, whatever they were. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is like a hybrid of stop motion and actual traditional animation. Um, but again, the colors are like super bright. The palette is on this is very. Oh yeah, beautiful. Bit, the frog basically looks like one of those poison dart frogs, like super super bright orange, right. which is why I joked and called him a rainbow frog. But yeah, rainbow yeah. frog. And so they they get to this point where. Him and Mantis are having this real tender moment. Yeah. They're going up into his like watchtower that he's in there, and she's kind of like pointing and touching at this red button yeah. that is in the watchtower, and she's kind of giggling. She has this giggle moment where I'm like, "Oh, are they gonna smash?" Yeah, I didn't understand like, anything biologically, and I, and practically, what was going on. No clue. And so the the confusing thing for me 
is that a praying mantis is an insect. Yeah. And a frog is an amphibian. Yeah. And all these bugs that are inside of the, uh, this grass, this lawned area, yeah. they're all insects as well. And so is this praying mantis, is she again, is she another mole? Well, or is she another like sleeper agent? Well, we find um, out the answer to that he's, soon, but yeah. But he's like murdering oh, yeah. all of her of these other insects in front but, of her, and but, she but, seems but. to just be like. Meh. I don't know. I don't know if mantises eat. I think don't mantises just eat other bugs? I don't know that they eat grass and stuff. I don't know that they eat plants. So he's like so, basically murder saucing all the uh, plant eating insects that are gonna like the pests that are gonna chew all the the garden vegetables and all that stuff. I'm assuming she's not like that. Like, she might actually feast on some of the other, which we get to see. She actually kind of feasts on some of the other insects that are out there. So I think that that's maybe why they kind of have, like, a similar goal in mind and why they can cooperate. I mean, maybe. I mean, they're, like, a mantis is, uh, is a predator. Right. So, I mean, and it is an ambush predator, too. Um, so it's something that kind of like lays in wait and then it pursues prey. And from what I understand to, about to to kill like them. actual mantises in real life is that they're equipped with a pair of swords that they use to kill other bugs. Oh my God, this is insane. <laughs> I love that though. I actually was like, all right, Lady Mantis, you won me over. I don't know about your creepy Rambo, Rambo frog friend, but Lady Mantis yeah, is pretty It was sweet. like a weird Tarantino, the bride yeah. version of, of a um, mantis. <laughs> Of a mantis. Okay, so so that red right. does that red alarm thing mean anything? I don't. What? So they they she pushes the yeah. button for a couple seconds and an alarm goes off and he's like, "Don't fucking do yeah. that." Yeah, but then what? Like nothing. That was it. Nothing. And nothing. she like, laughs. Nobody. She rides away on her motorcycle and he drinks out of a lemon. I didn't know what the hell yeah. was going on. Which let's let's be serious. That was an adorable one. It was an adorable. One. I think drink, it's like an actual like drinking, lemon or something. A berry. He's drinking out of this little tiny lemon. <laughs> And he's just like he like he like pulls the top off of it and he's like glug 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 like ugh, what a hard day <sighs> killing everything that I see. Meanwhile, he's still got the bazooka slung over his other shoulder. He's straight up a video game character. He's a contra character. And mean, and meanwhile yeah. we have all of these bugs that this. have all congregated again underground, of presumably with a bunch of cobwebs and yeah. like dirt and and crap. Yeah. And they are in there. We've got a beetle who's in yep. charge. We've got stick bugs. Stuff. We've got moths. Like, we've got grubs. It's like a weird moth thing. Yeah. We've got all these things that are under, and they are planning a rebellion. And their, uh, their headquarters is in an old rotten log. Yep. So these are obviously <laughs> the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, but they're super I excited because they, this... they got a plan. Right. And I didn't know if if like with this plan that they had that was in mind, I didn't know if this is something where they were making an allusion to the United States being like a, some type of, I didn't know if this I, was, I don't again, think we've had, so. I think it was just like a general yeah. evil. Cause there wasn't anything that was like overtly like, this is America. We're all stinking bugs. And, and that's the, I guess the, the big thing to understand for all these cartoons is that they have been really overt oh, yeah. when it is the United yeah. States. Like they're not trying to candy coat this at no. all. And so, for some reason, this may have actually been an insider threat. Yeah, that's this true. This may have been part of a constituency or, that was there that was like, we're trying to take over and overthrow with some type of a bug coup. Or what's really even creepier is more like a kind of a McCarthyism kind of thing, where it's like, right. if there are people among you who are not towing the line and are acting against the state, then you need to murder them with a shitload of arrows and possibly yep. mantis swords. So, pretty, How does, pretty creepy, so, actually. 
pretty creepy stuff. We don't. Oh, I do need to mention so... since you you talked about like um, pointing out Americans very blatantly in that squirrel and yeah. hedgehog thing. There's a scene where like all the wolverines and wolves are having this little uh, uh, conversation, and they basically say like, "We finally got the South Koreans as our allies." So I was like, "America, got it. I got it. I got it." Just drink out of your little berry. Let's go, frog. I like that he has he has cute <laughs> little purple boots too. He's got a little lemon. His little bazooka carrying orange dart frog with purple boot. I mean, for as, as adorable as the character design yeah. is in this, you would think that he would murder maybe less? Have some. <laughs> like in that <laughs> last cartoon? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this. What is about to happen right now is just all out war. It's awful. This is all out There's war chemical because... warfare. There's. <laughs> right. So let's, let's get into this chemical Go warfare. Go for it. Remember that so moth we, we mentioned? To set the stage, adorable Rambo Frog yep. is chilling in his watchtower, drinking out of his little lemon. It's so, so cute. Purple boots up on and the so railing. He, uh, he comes down out of his tower right. for like two seconds, and he sees what looks like a leaf kind of fly across. And he's like, huh, that seems odd. But yeah, whatever. It's, a leaf. Today. it's That's not, weird. not that big of a deal. Uh, turns out one of those creepy moths that we were talking about inside of that leaf <gasps> Son of a bitch. sneaks up behind sneaks up behind him and that soma bitch uh fans his little moth wings mm. in front of mm. him and has like some dust or again some like chemical warfare that blinds rambo that frog bitch. blinds rambo frog and so when he is blind what's going to happen we've seen this in the last one what's going to happen He's still going to murder everything? Oh, no, no. I was going to say, well, I mean, not yet. Oh, okay. Yes. I, mean, I was like know, jumping to, ahead. Still going to murder but, everything? You know, we, we, have, we have this food supply, right. again, that these bugs right. want, sort of like the mice that we had in you know, Super Saiyan yes. Cat. Super Saiyan Ninja, Ninja Cat. Cat Puppet, yeah. So all of a sudden we have, you know, this, this food supply for these bugs, and these guys are just, they are just numbing away. It's like, a, like an open buffet. It's like yeah. Golden Corral up in this piece. It's like, it's like Ponderosa on a Friday that's night right. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's like Old Country Buffet. Ooh, that's a good Is that one. Good? Um, it's like Eaton Park, but it also has the breakfast buffet part of it because you're just like, I want those pancakes that have smiles on them. It's like whatever buffet chain is in your neck of the woods. Exactly. exactly and so they are, just, they are just going to town and they're eating everything. And the frog now has kind of like rubbed his eyes He's taking his little women out and he's trying to clear his eyes a <laughs> Making little bit. Making it worse, man. So, I can't imagine yeah, being right. like, oh, I'm kind of blind. I should probably squirt direct lemon juice into Fucking my eye. Fucking lemon? <laughs> Ugh. Nightmare. Ew. And so we, uh, we have this moment where the frog really doesn't know what to do. Like, he's kind of fired off a couple shots yeah. and he's missed, yeah. you know? So he goes up into his watchtower. Um, and here's where, here's where the psychology of this sort of uh, took a turn okay. for me where I didn't know what to expect or I didn't really know what to, to have happen. So he gets up to his watchtower. He has the ability to sound the alarm. Right. And we've seen and it's been established that you can press the alarm button and that it works. Right. We've also established that no assistance or help comes <laughs> when you, when press, you the press the button. Exactly. When you press the button. And so this is the moment where he gets it there. He has the ability to do it. Like maybe maybe female mantis will hear this and she'll come running as maybe. well he doesn't push yeah, that's it that's what i didn't understand he decides about the not whole to do it thing. like he does get interrupted at a point and another like bug starts tussling with him 
to like prevent him from touching the button. But all he ends up doing is just like firing arrows or something into the sky to get Lady Mantis's attention. That's yeah, it. Which is very confusing because in this moment post tussle yeah. where he has killed this bug, that that gunshot is what triggered Lady Mantis to come a run in right. to assist. He has been firing off hundreds of exactly. rounds at this point. He has like his eyesight at some point, which again, it's only a temporary blindness and he's He's kind of confused and he's trying to figure out exactly what's going on. But once this temporary blindness wears holy off. Holy shit. Holy shit. If you guys saw the new Rambo movie with Stallone at the end when he's on the beach with a Gatling gun, it's that. But it's like, it's but like insects and in It's a like cross. that, but he's also like sniping. So he's like super highly accurate, does not miss yeah. a thing, but he's also firing at like a crazy high rate of speed. And like these bugs are now petrified, they're literally sweating. They're trying to not make any noise whatsoever and are just hanging there, just like terrified. And he's still mowing through all of them. The, the yeah, one, and they are sweating bullets. The one that was the worst, you got to know which one it was. Because oh, they yeah. slow-mo so, do a close-up shot on how this bug dies. Is it the grub that he shoots in the butt and then it pops the grub's head yeah, off? Yeah, the arrow travels through this grub's body so that it sticks out its head, but then pops its head off of its body as the arrow continues flying through. It was, and they zoomed in on it. They were like, this is going to be super cool and the kids are going to love this. Yeah. Yikes. So we should mention that during, uh, right before his murderous yeah. rage, during this tussle portion, he gets a little, he gets a little he scratch. He gets a tiny little scratch. He gets a little tiny scratch. Which causes him to like, what, like see red and then just murder thousands of bucks. Like, he has killed every, like, we've talked about the, the beetle who was in charge. We've talked about some of these other, yeah, like, there were like three, and everything there were like, like that, and these stick like bugs. three main ringleaders, right, that were, like, the leaders of all these different things. They are, they are in, they are leaving the Trying scene. They are getting out. They are being extracted from this hostile yeah. zone, and Murder Frog just shoots all of them. Again, highly accurate, oh, yeah. doesn't miss. They drop. Like, they are dead. Done. Like, he has killed everything. Everything that was there, he has murdered. Which I can't, he has like, murdered. like, picture any other cartoon series that has run for anywhere from, like, 12 to, like, 100 episodes. Like, if you have all these guys in the beginning and then you instantly execute them, they're not going to be around again to, like, antagonize you in the future. So, yeah, it's definitely a more efficient solution. It's also just straight up disturbing for little kids that are trying to watch this. All right. So Lady Mantis finally shows up, right? Yeah, and, and he's like, oh, I've gotten this little scratch, and I'm going to pass me. out for like two seconds. Help me out, Lady Mantis. Take my clothes she off. She shows up, and he, he's like being all manly. He's like, oh, no, I'm back up. I'm Good, cool. I got I'm chill. You see all these dead on? bugs out How you here? doing? How you doing? That's pretty much it, isn't it? That's it. Like, that's wow, it. That's the whole end what? of it. <laughs> that's the fucking... I that, love that they it. show like a victory shot of the garden. Like, oh, look at this pristine garden. It's totally not marred by... Millions of corpses of insects with arrows through them. Ah, oh, oh, Rainbow man. Frog. What's, uh, what's your moral for this one? Uh, not much of a moral, but I just really thought that this was an advertisement to uh, get pest control. I thought this was an orchid yeah, advertisement. Yeah, it's like a great raid commercial. Yeah. Raid! <laughs> my, my only uh, moral is that all is well in the Garden of Corpses. That's the only moral oh, that God. I have. It's not really a moral. But uh, ladies and gents out there, if you have a garden and you've got some pests, just hire a Rambo frog and he will just murder everything in sight. God. 
or a Lady Mantis with samurai skills. I can tell you what, the Lady Mantis is pretty sexy. Sword. That was yeah, that was your takeaway from tonight. Pretty sexy. Lady Mantis. Pretty nice. Sexy. Nice, nice. Nice. Lady Mantis. I mean, sword wielding, motorcycle riding, side chick. Mmm. Lady Mantis. Yeah, go for it. You only get her once and she'll kill you after you're done, but it's going to be a good ride. She's going to eat your eat head, your head right afterwards. Off. Man. That's North Korea. <sighs> Guys, it's North Korea. Oh, boy. This was a. This was a fun ride. I can't. Would you, I can't imagine there's any other crazier propaganda cartoons out there than this. Ooh, that seems like a challenge. Yeah, if you guys know of any, like maybe there's some Middle Eastern ones. Not the pointy fingers. There's got to be some Russian ones. There's got to be some Cold War there's era Russian be some ones. Cold War. Oh stuff. my god! If you guys know any of them, please forward them to us. We will. We will be patriotic once again in the future. Because this was you know, anything with uh, even things like you know that could have come from the United oh, States, like uh, Donald Duck dressed up like Hitler, or not, but like <laughs> no, that is uh, a thing. Deviant art, Donald Duck dressed like Hitler. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying that was a real what? thing that Disney animated. What? Yeah, that's a fun one. Gonna... You guys should look yeah, that it's up. Bizarre. It's that very again. bizarre. No, I'd love to see American propaganda films because and cartoons because guarantee they exist. I mean, I've seen some of the. The old, um, you know, like prep films and stuff that they would uh, show to GIs before they headed overseas, like do this, don't do that, that kind of stuff. Um, But as far as cartoons go, I would love to see some of that because these were nuts. Yeah. They made no sense. So if you guys know of any, please let us know and we will cover them on a future episode. Any final thoughts? No. So we're not going to North Korea, right? I mean, would you, would you recommend this? Uh, And would you give it the dip? Man, I'd love to say give it the dip because there's really no place for any of this kind of ignorance and, and silliness. But at the same time, it's like it's kind of a cultural thing to right. be aware of. So I'm not going to recommend searching them out. I mean, if you're like us and just a glutton for punishment, then yeah, check them out because they're kind of fun, but also really disturbing. The only one that I would actually like kind of recommend is that Squirrel and Hedgehog because it's actually like it seems like a decent cartoon. It just has that really creepy um, slant of being propaganda. War propaganda, so gotcha. that's it. I don't think I'd give it the dip, though. I love that I gave a Jim yeah. a Jim Carrey Ace Ventura cartoon the dip, but not North Korean <laughs> propaganda films. <sighs> well, I, I definitely think the Jim Carrey uh, mask, or I definitely think that the Jim Carrey Ace Ventura cartoon is are definitely that worse was dip than worthy. This, so. Yeah, yeah, it ruined more childhood. So you than, should not yeah. feel bad about your decision, but. I uh, I would I would actually recommend checking okay. these out for the same reason that you said is just the you know the historical, um, the historical kind of accuracy and, and representation of the United yeah. States and how we're viewed in other countries. I think that 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 is interesting and I think it's worthwhile to check that out. Yeah, so it's important. I, I definitely it's important to kind of understand where these things are and I, I think that it's worth checking out. Uh, and so definitely you know seek these things out. They're not hard to find on YouTube. Just search North Korea propaganda definitely doesn't get the dip. <laughs> doesn't get the dip. Fair enough. And we will put links up to yeah. these in, uh, on our page too, so that Kim Jong-un can track us and you'll never hear from us again. But in the right. meantime, Sean, buddy, what do you have coming up in the next couple of weeks? Oh man. Uh, so I, I know I've mentioned this a bunch of times before, but, uh, if you are in the, the DC area, I'm going to be doing a show that is called POTUS. Um, that is going to be premiering in uh, mid October with Washington Improv Theater and you can find out more information and you can purchase tickets at witdc.org 
Uh, I am also producing a improv comedy festival that's in Washington, D.C. It is the fourth annual District Improv Festival, and you can find out more information and tickets by the time I say this because they'll be available online at districtimprov.org. Also, I have a really fun little uh, note to say. We have some guests that have been on the show before, such as Jamal Newman and Tony Lazzaroni, and uh, as well as also Melanie Harker. And all of them helped on something that uh, we actually just won an award for. So we, uh, we did a short film that was called The Party uh, that Rory Lucy, who actually does all of our logos, uh, yep. all of our artwork. logos uh, and all of our artwork for us, uh, he actually animated a ton of stills that are inside of this that are gorgeous. And so we did a short film that was called The Party. And it, it won Best Short for the Geek Fest Film Fest that travels along with all of the different Comic-Cons that we have throughout the country as well as also Canada. And so we won Best Short in Canada. Congratulations. So thank you, Canada. So I will move to Canada instead of North Korea just because they, have, they yeah, clearly definitely have good think, taste. Bringing it full Congrats, circle. Guy. I definitely think Canada's where we're heading. Gotcha. So. Uh, so yeah, very exciting. Very so. cool. Uh, thank you. You can check it out if you go. Uh, uh, it's part of Crowded Elevator Pictures if you search for us. And you can find uh, the party is up on our Vimeo page. And we'll have links to that on our page as well. And you guys are actually you're going to have another like 72-hour film festival coming up at the end of the month? Yeah, we have, uh, we have one coming up uh, at the end of September. So we will be writing and uh, producing and, and doing all of the, the work that goes into a normal film. That will be eight minutes in length, but we'll be doing it in 72 total hours. Cool. So it'll be... A, a lot of fun. And if you're interested in finding out or seeing the craziness that is involved in that, you can always find it on my Instagram or sometimes on my Twitter when I'm putting stuff out at Sean Paul. Ellis. Excellent. So Dave, what are you up to? Buddy? Same old stuff. Nothing quite as interesting as all that, but you can still find me over at collider.com, nerdist.com and Dave You can also find me on Twitter at Dr. Claw MD. If you're interested in finding out more about Saturday Morning Cartoons, you can check us out at our website, saturdaymorningcartoons.com. Remember that's morning with a U. You can also find us on Twitter at Morning Tunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page, uh, instagram.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons. You can also find us on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, um, and you can download our free podcast each and every week through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you'd like to suggest future propaganda cartoons or any other things that you think would help the, uh, the podcast here, feel free to send us an email, saturdaymorningcartoons at gmail.com. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. Um, please stay out of North Korea. If you're currently there, come on over. You can hang out with us for a while. Thank you to all current service members that we have that are out there. And thank you to all veterans for keeping us safe. Uh, we really do appreciate your sacrifice and everything that you guys do. So without it, we would be North Korea. Yeah, so keep that in mind. much appreciated. If you've got a stack of gold coins for the service men and women out there, feel free to send them on over. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.